Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. So this is the second and apparently only other uh, <laughs> podcast episode in my series about my little vacation where we went to a house in the middle of nowhere in West Texas just to kind of decompress and be away from things for a while. So I had the previous one and now I got this one. Actually, I think there's another one out there about ingenuity with fence posts. So we'll see if that one's out there at some point too. So what happened was, so my family is relatively normal looking. Uh, I mean, I guess my hair is a little longer than maybe your typical buttoned up person, but that's about it. And uh, so my daughter and I went into, while we were out in this this very, very small town in, in West Texas, we stopped at a grocery store. Only it wasn't called a grocery store. It was called a mercantile. And so we um, we went in and we just, it was just like a kind of a jammed little little quick mart with, let's say, more diversity of stuff. So for instance, they had a meat counter, they had a limited selection of vegetables, that sort of thing. And one of the things I needed was bacon. And there were no packs of bacon, but I noticed that there were a whole bunch of slices of bacon behind their little meat counter. So uh, it was just my daughter and I, and we went up and kind of waited. And the guy came over and he said, uh, he said, what can I do for you? And I said, uh, we need some bacon. And then while he was grabbing it, he said, well, where are you guys from? Now, keep in mind, all I've said at this point was, uh, I'll have some bacon. And I may not have had, um, may not have even said that. This might have been, I don't remember the exact arrangement of situations, but I may not have said a thing. And I certainly hadn't said much and I hadn't done anything elaborate and I hadn't done cartwheels up the aisle or anything weird like that. But yet the the first thing this guy says is, where are you guys from? And it was said in such an assuming way, like he didn't say, he didn't do the cliche, you're not from around here, are you? Or anything like that. He didn't, um, he didn't sniff around the edges. He just, he said something that, that quickly implied like that we weren't from here. He skipped over determining whether we weren't from here and went right to where are we from? And that was interesting because I didn't think that we stood out. I think that, like I just said, I mean, we both look pretty normal according to my definition of normal. And yet we clearly uh, stuck out like sore thumbs. And, you know, then and then at that point, it's almost like, well, okay, so I don't know. Are there is there an is there a subtext here? Is this guy like uh, you're outsiders and we don't like outsiders around here? I mean, I don't know. Uh, That's kind of an overlap into the 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 meta of all of this with um, fiction and stories that have been done about outsiders in the past. I mean, obviously we know lots of those. So this idea of that we clearly stood out despite not thinking we stood out, like that was what I noticed. And that was, it It spoke to a more subtle version of sticking out than I, than I thought was there. It's not like somebody who's really, really visibly different walking in and then there's a record scratch in the bar while everybody looks over and says, you don't belong here. Nothing like that. This was a couple of people in casual clothes going in and associating with other people in casual clothes and speaking approximately the same. And I don't know, that was really strange to me, but what it reminded me of 
was the story that uh, a friend of mine told where he and his family went to Italy and they spent like a week in Italy or something. And they kept saying how much they stood out. And I thought, well, of, uh, of course they stood out because I spent four months living in Europe when I was in college. And there was an ineffable difference between the clothing and style of the Europeans. So I was in Luxembourg, but I traveled around a lot between the Europeans and the Americans. It was hard to define, but it was clear. And so these people, I thought, well, obviously they stand out, my friends. And I said, well, you, you, clothes are different. Like there's just a different kind of chronology, a different craftsmanship. There's a different way that clothes are handled. And he said, no, 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 we, we bought all like Italian clothes. The family was wearing Italian clothes. And so, I mean, I wasn't there. It could have been the way they were acting. It could have been the fact that they were referencing maps. It could have been anything. But that is the point. We don't know what makes us different. We don't know what makes us stand out. And it kind of reminds me of this phenomenon where somebody's trying to get away with something. Now, this isn't the same because being different is not the same as trying to get away with something, but it's the same dynamic where somebody's trying to get away with something and they think they're pulling it off, but they're clearly not fooling anyone else. And that's what I imagined when I think of my friends in Italy was like, it's so clear. It's so transparent to us for reasons I can't define that these people are Americans and look at them trying to fool us into thinking they're not Americans. So, but the, the key noticing, a key thing is how you can be different without knowing how you're different and that it can be so clear from an outsider's perspective, meaning that everybody is an other somewhere. So my guess is that the, the community that you belong to, one of, one of two things is true. Either you belong to the community and you feel like you belong, or you are an outsider in sort of an um, existential uh, forgive me for minimizing it, but like a, a teen sort of way. And I, I know that that can happen with adults and I, I don't mean to imply that that's, that's juvenile in any way, but that is, again, the dynamic is this like, well, I don't belong in this world. I don't fit. People don't understand me. There's all of that too. And believe me, I felt some of that version of it when I lived in Ohio, because right now I live in Austin. I have a lot of very creative friends. I have friends who are authors and singers and performers and I go to see a lot of that. And so I, I do feel like I belong here. Whereas I grew up in Northern Ohio and uh, went to school in Central Ohio. And in this very specific way, I didn't feel that I belonged there either because I would do weird things that creative people do all the time. And that was strange to them. So that's, but that's not really what I'm talking about. Like those, even that sense of non-belonging is different than this. I'm talking about it like a, like a visual sort of, you move into a new element and, and, even if you don't feel that you belong in your community, if you are in that community and you've lived in that community your whole life, then you do belong in sort of a, a, a secondary definition or another definition of belonging. But if you were to move into a new atmosphere and it was different enough, you would immediately stick out. And similarly, if somebody were to come in to your town, so that little town in Texas, it's possible that it's just small enough and we weren't familiar faces. That is technically possible, but you can go into a large city and stand out there too. Or somebody can come into your community, which has a sizable number of people, and you just know. Like if you've ever been in school and there's a new kid, the new kid may look the same, but maybe the way that they're looking around or their self-consciousness or something just points out the fact that they they aren't here. They aren't from here. They don't belong here. So using those elements and, and trying to grasp this very ungraspable thing I'm trying to describe 
can be a really interesting way to add depth to stories that I don't normally see. And so I, I want to play with this. I mean, again, just to remind everybody, the art of noticing was made for me. I mean, I like to share it. I want to share it. I hope that you get a ton of value. But these are things that I'm reminding myself of because I often have trouble finding the muse on my own until I started doing this. So those details is of um, the invisible details, say, are sort of shortcuts as to ways that you can explore otherness and you can try and get inside this idea of what is it that makes somebody belong like in an obvious experiential sense and what makes people not belong, what makes them stand out. But then also just identity and belonging. So what I was talking before about not belonging in your own community, that's kind of an identity issue. That's people do or don't understand me. And, you know, your, your classic story of like eighties movies, like footloose where the kids want to dance and the older people don't understand them. That sort of belonging is an identity issue as well. That, that if you're trying to create more nuanced characters and more realistic scenarios, you can do that. And the last thing it reminded me of was this idea of setting as a character. So that town was, was different and there was a little bit of, um, well, difference clear, but using a, a setting as a, an element that the characters rub up against either in good or bad ways because it is a whole new thing. So using setting as if it were another character in the story, it could be a supporter, it could be an antagonist, it could be whatever it is, but not just putting setting in the background, but putting in the foreground as something that might cause trouble for or opportunities for or other issues for a character who is a person in the book is another interesting technique to try. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, be sure to visit johnnybtruant.com slash subscribe and sign up so you don't miss anything. Now, subscribing is free, but for just a few bucks a month and the good karma that comes from supporting the arts, you'll also get all the member stuff, bonus episodes and articles, behind-the-scenes peaks, and the weekly One Drink Book Club where my creative friends and I talk shop over Friday cocktails. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.